Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. As a former classroom teacher, now homeschooling mom of five, I love to equip and encourage other homeschooling families. So stick around to learn how to homeschool with Moxie. It's about embracing your journey and finding your groove. My name is Abby Banks, and this is episode number 13. This episode is brought to you by my Themes of Geography Assignment and Project Bundle. I put together some great assignments to go along with my ultimate YouTube playlist for World Geography. These assignments and projects are usable across multiple ages, and they could be used anywhere from upper elementary through middle school and even through high school. So check it out. You can find the links in my show notes for this episode at 41more.com forward slash 13. So this episode, number 13, is all about hands-on geography learning. Um, In my former life, before I was a full-time mom and before I had kids, I was a social studies teacher. My passion was teaching middle schoolers, and if you have a middle schooler in your house or you've been around them, you know that most people either love them or hate them. They're just such a quirky age, and they were the best. I totally loved being a middle school teacher. And I took it as my personal challenge. You know, when kids walked in my classroom, a lot of kids grow up with the thought that social studies and geography is just so boring. And they walked into my classroom thinking, okay, this is another boring class. And I took it as my personal challenge they are going to leave my classroom and be in love with social studies, especially geography. And I did teach geography in the middle school level, and it was it was a blast. And some of the best compliments I ever got was kids' uh, parents at the parent-teacher conferences saying, my daughter just absolutely loves all the activities you do and like how you're teaching them. She just comes home every day and just loves it. Well, Honestly, I did try to make a lot of the geography at the seventh grade level hands-on. And I think this is the catch. We kids sit here with dry textbooks. Now, some kids love a textbook, and they will absorb that information just from the words on the page. But don't you think most kids are going to absorb this information and learn and love learning about geography because it's hands-on? This is a subject that you can have so much fun with. So I thought it would be great to round up. I mean, these are six ideas we're going to talk about. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You could go crazy with so many fun geography ideas, but here's just a sampling. Maybe you've already thought of these. Maybe they're new to you. And maybe you even have little kids. This is not just for middle school students. This is for any age. The cool thing about geography as well is that you can incorporate all your kids. So here's another pro tip. If you've got multiple kids in multiple ages, geography is something you can learn together. Of course, the second grader is going to be at a different level than the middle schooler and so on. But let's jump in, shall we? Here are six ideas for hands-on geography learning. Okay, idea number one is a salt dough map. 
Now, before you go crazy thinking about the mess in your kitchen or the mess on your dining room table, I think every homeschool family needs to try Salt Dome apps at least once. I did this in my seventh grade classroom when we were studying Russia one year. And it was super fun. It took what could have been a kind of a boring unit. I mean, Russian geography, like we weren't all that interested in it. We could have just colored a map that I printed out as a worksheet and said, we're done. But we did a Salto map. It was super fun. Back when my kids were really tiny, like first grade kindergarten were my oldest, we entered a homeschool um, heritage fair and they did Salto maps. One of them did uh, Canada and the provinces because we were living there at the time. Another one did the continents of the world because he was only in kindergarten. And we had a lot of fun making a Salto map. And I like to think that they learned a lot more by actually having that hands-on kinesthetic approach. Because here's the thing I should have mentioned at the beginning. Geography is much more than just where is it on the map. A lot of times we like to resort to, okay, color this map and this is where it is in the world. But when you do a Salto map, you're adding the physical uh, characteristics and landforms and you're doing it in a tactile way because not every kid is going to be a visual learner that just reads the, the words on the page or an auditory learner. A lot of our kids are going to be kinesthetic learners. They love this hands-on. And you making a Salto map, I mean, when you can use your hands to learn something, you're adding a whole other dimension to the way that's going to be processed in their brain. And they're, they are not going to forget those landforms because they will be forming the mountains or the coastal plains or the deep um, you know, indentations in the middle of the continent for, for lakes and that sort of thing. So it is super fun to make a Salto map. And it's not that hard. And it is an awesome unit study or something to do on a snowy day or a Friday afternoon. I mean, it can be so much fun. For the little kids that are preschool, just give them a lump of salto and let them make whatever they want. It's kind of like playing with Play-Doh, except it hardens. Then you can paint it, and it is super fun. So I will include a recipe in my show notes. It's such a simple recipe. I really think everyone should try this at least once in their homeschooling, maybe even once a year. So that's my first tip. Make a Salto map. Okay, my second tip is to use timelines, especially life size. Now, you may think, well, this is geography. Isn't a timeline a history thing? Well, the the cool thing about um, geography is it includes, if you're really studying all the facets of geography, you're studying the history, the politics, the culture, the regions, the physical landforms, the environment, how humans interact with that. So history is going to naturally connect with geography and vice versa. And so older kids could keep a time, a small timeline, but I think when you're younger and even when you're in middle school, I think there nothing beats like a life-size timeline. When you study history and you make a chronological study, it's awesome to be able to visually see how everything is connecting. What's the flow of this history? What's the flow of how the people moved across this area that we're studying in geography? How did this continent get settled and what was the movement? Even if your history studies aren't based off a textbook, like maybe you have younger kids and you're just using living books to study history, you could even create little mini book covers that you then put on your timeline, even if it's not of an actual historical person or event. Does that make sense? So even if you were doing American history and you were reading about Laura Ingalls Wilder, now she's an actual historical person, but say you were reading her Little House on the Prairie, you can create a little book cover about her and stick her on your American history timeline where 
when she actually lived. Maybe you would study the geography of where they traveled and how that affected transportation and what they ate for their food. There's so many tie-ins in social studies that it's really amazing. And you don't want to study just history. You don't want to study just geography. You don't want to study just politics or just economics. Like all of these things are connected. And I'll just put a little plug in for my five themes of geography bundle, which I will link to in my show notes at 41more.com forward slash 13. The whole thing is in geography, we sometimes think it's a boring subject or kids do because they think, well, I'm just memorizing where things are on a map. But no, it's so many more facets. It's so much deeper than that. And so my bundle uh, called the five themes of geography bundle, it, it gives assignments and project ideas that correspond to all these facets. So it's not only maps, it's um, importing, exporting, money, culture. What do we wear based on what we, where we live? How are houses different in different parts of the world? And all of these things. So it's such a cool subject. So I've kind of gone off on a rabbit trail here. But my second point was timelines. So if you can incorporate some timelines into your geography studies, I think that would be fun. And the bigger, the better. I'll link to some pictures of some life-size timelines we've made in the past. And it's been a lot of fun. My third tip for hands-on geography learning is to make food from other countries. So if you're studying the whole world this year, you might want to pick a few key recipes from all the continents or some major countries. If you're only studying the United States this year, maybe in your geography, uh, create some food based on different regional dishes, and that would be super fun. Maybe once a month, um, have your whole family work together, research and prepare it together. Or if you don't love to cook, why don't you go to a restaurant together and experience some out of the norm places. My daughter is from Ethiopia and we actually live in a place that doesn't really have a lot of ethnic food available to us. So when we were in Washington DC on our trip this past year, we made sure to go to an Ethiopian restaurant to experience her culture and the food there and that kind of thing. And so that's so much fun to do. And if you incorporate it with what you're studying, it really comes alive to your kids. So my third idea for you for hands-on geography learning is to incorporate food from other countries. Okay, here's idea number four, and that would be unit studies. You know, you could cover geography without a whole in-depth year-long course if you wanted to just do a unit study. These are great to do in the middle of the winter when everyone kind of feels blah and you, you don't feel like doing your normal routine. Well, grab a geography unit study from either unitstudy.com or Techie Homeschool Mom, which, by the way, if you go purchase an online unit study from Techie Homeschool Mom, you can use my unique coupon code that she's given my listeners, which is 41more and you'll save some money off your unit study. So I will link to that coupon in the show notes as well at 41more.com forward slash 13. The cool thing about unit studies is it could be one week in depth, you're plunging into geography. It could be a month. It could be every Friday for for one semester, whatever you want to make of it. And you can include all your kids together. It's multiple age friendly. So you could do unit study, just key regions of the world and do a quick overview of world geography. Depends how old your kids are. You could have your older kids deep dive into it, or you can make it a year-long fun exploratory unit study for your little kids. Uh, Once again, my themes of geography bundle could be used as a smaller unit study. You could pick and choose. I included 30 assignments, so you could just pick a few and do what fits your family. 
Or you could also expand what I've given you in that bundle and include it, um, my video, my video playlist that's included, use that and an atlas, and you might have a whole world geography course for your middle and high school students. So there's lots of ways to do this, but unit studies are a great option because a lot of times you also incorporate other um, ways to learn. So you might be doing some literature, you might be reading, you might be doing some uh, language studies or like I mentioned, culture and all these other aspects of geography. So check out some unit studies. They're especially fun for the younger grades. Okay, my fifth idea for you for hands-on geography is also super, like one of my favorite. I just wanna I just wanna smile so big every time I think about it. But it's called I call it GeoBear, but you might know it as Flat Stanley. It's like the similar. It's a similar project. So Flat Stanley was from a book about a, a kid that got flattened or smushed by a bunch of books, and I, he traveled. And anyway, GeoBear is a similar idea. When I was a teacher, this is also a project we did in my classroom that the kids absolutely adored, and everyone sent off a little stuffed animal. Um, with a little pouch and a little note and, um, you know, said, I'm going on a trip. You sent it with a friend or relative on their first leg of their journey. And every person is supposed to hand off this little stuffed animal to the next person. And hopefully they stick postcards or little coins or little souvenirs in the pouch that you send with your little stuffed animal, your little geo bear. And they also, if you can include an email address, they can also email and say, Hey, this is where I am now. I, I, came here with a, you know, we had GeoBears traveling with military personnel or family friends going on vacation and our GeoBears traveled around the world. We got cool souvenirs and it was just so exciting to think, where's my bear? You know, and you could check it on a world map and keep track of their travels. So I will include in the show notes a few downloads for you to get started on your own little GeoBear project. Um, you can find the show notes once again at 41more.com forward slash 13. But this is also a fun project your whole family can do, all the way from the littlest all the way up to however old they want to be when they send out a GeoBear, you know. But it's it's a fun, hands-on project that you could it could take the whole year and you could say, could you send my GeoBear back with a traveler and have him return home by, you know, May or whatever you're ending your project. And it's super fun. Just make sure you don't send off your absolute favorite stuffed animal, of course, because there's no guarantee he's going to make it home. And maybe he's having so much fun, he's not going to make it home. But it's a, it's a cool project, and so you can make it as intricate or as simple as you want. But once again, you can download some instructions over at my show notes. Okay, my final idea for you for hands-on geography is something I also did as a kid that I think led to me just loving geography and social studies so much that I became a social studies teacher, but it's to collect postcards from each state or country. Maybe in our day of technology where we don't have a lot of handwritten letters and postcards as much, maybe it's even more special to get a handwritten piece of uh, postcard, a letter in the mail like this. So you could collect these and... I guess how you get the word out nowadays is, well, of course, if you have relatives traveling, say, hey, could you send me a postcard from, from your destination? If you have friends on social media, you could say, hey, we're studying world geography or we're studying U.S. geography. You know, can you send me a postcard from your state? We want to collect them from all 50 states or we want to collect you know, five postcards from every continent. Do you have any friends or relatives that could send us a postcard? And I, you know, most people are happy to oblige that kind of request. So put the word out. You know, it might actually be easier than ever to collect postcards because you can get the word out. 
but you could collect them in a binder. Your child can mark on a big map, like where he's getting these postcards from. You could hole punch them all and put them on a big ring. So that's something you could stick on your coffee table and look through and, and look at all the cool postcards. You can study countries based on the postcard origin. So that might be the way you decide what you're studying in your unit study. Okay, wherever we get our first postcard from is, is what we're going to study. And the postcard comes, and then you, you talk about the picture on it. You look it up on the map. You look at where it is and talk about the region. I mean, there are so many ways you could branch off from this little project of collecting postcards. It just makes me giddy with excitement thinking of all the ways you could use this. So... I am also going to down, uh, link to a download in the show notes of um, a KWL chart. I don't know if you've heard of this, but this is a, a simple tool you could use if you're going to do this project. So, so say your first po- postcard comes from Canada. Um, you could print out this KWL chart, and all your child is going to do is mark what he knows already in the K column, What does he know about Canada already? And then in the W column, he's going to mark things he wants to know. What questions does he have about studying Canada? He might say, well, like, I've always wondered, do they have a queen? I've heard about the queen or something. Or why do they have a bird on their coin? Or why do they have this or that? Like, he can ask some questions. And then in the L column, after you've studied things through, study the W column. Like, look up the answers to his questions. What does he want to learn about? After you've studied your full unit study on Canada, whatever you're covering, you stick that's where they kind of recap what they learned. That's the L, the learned column. So it's this very simple tool that you could just print for all the places you're going to study, and this is how you can organize your information. What do they know already? So it's reviewing and talking about context, like, okay, you already know this about it. Now let's build on this. And W would be what do you want to learn, and then L is what you learn. So I'll link to a KWL chart in the show notes as well. So this all went with that postcard idea. I wonder how many of you are going to try this idea for your homeschool and see how many postcards you can get from around the world. Another cool thing that comes on postcards, as you know, are stamps. And those are fun, too, to look at from around the world. I'll just add a little side note. When I was a kid, I had gobs and gobs of stamps also given to me from different older relatives that I organized by um, country alphabetically in a old in an old photo album I still have them it's so fun to look back and you can learn so much about the history and culture of a place by seeing what they put on their stamps so that's a whole nother hands-on learning idea for you is even postage stamps so I hope this episode has been inspirational, giving you some ideas of ways to think outside the box. Geography doesn't have to just be looking at a book and coloring maps. Some kids love that, and some kids kind of just crumble under the weight of the boringness of that. So go ahead and branch out. Use some of these ideas. Maybe just pick one or two and see what your kids love and go with that. You want them to love learning. And so I think the more you can do that's hands-on, that's using different modalities is going to help them retain the information. And they're not going to like dread school. They're going to be like, this is amazing. And that's what you want. You want learners that love learning. That's our goal in homeschooling is to give our kids a love of learning, not suck the life out of them. So I hope this has been encouraging and inspirational. Once again, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 13, where I will link to resources, coupons, and some of those downloads I mentioned. Also make sure to check out uh, Themes of Geography Bundle, which I will also link to in the show notes. Okay, it's been super great to have you. Happy homeschooling. Happy homeschooling.